0: Good evening, afternoon, morning, night, whenever you find yourself to see this podcast. We have a guest. I know it's the first podcast in a while that we're dropping, but we have an Army Sprint football player and a fellow BCM member, uh, Mikael Uh Did I get the name right? I forgot I should ask for pronunciation beforehand. Uh, yeah,
1: that's,
0: that's, that's perfect, man. Oh, heck yeah. So, I mean, why he's here for a few, for a few reasons. He's a friend, you know, he's a friend from uh, my past Academy days, but also too, he DM me saying he was a member. He was, he he was, he was sold on the EJ Perry hype that I was selling throughout the year, ever since, ever since week one of the Ivy league season. So I'm going to let him talk about his, uh, you know, his membership on the spring football team and, uh, you know, joining the EJ Perry hype. I'll I'll, I'll let Mikel talk about that more.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, so I know you had a uh, at Foucault on the show a couple couple weeks ago, uh, so that's cool. Um, so yeah, I had this triple ball, play quarterback. Um, actually, funny enough, the only D one offer that I had out of high school was uh, Brown University. So I got to tour and to tour the campus and stuff. Coach Satu Smith uh, was my guy that was recruiting me out of uh, out of high school. Um, and then when I was going to go sign, um, he actually uh, moved to he got hired by Harvard or Yale or something. Uh, he think he's at Harvard right now. But, um, yeah, they hired in, like, uh, the first female. Uh, as a Brown University, hired the first female um, NCAAF uh, position coach at QB. And I just didn't have that connection, and I, I got dropped. It was like, not, that was going to be the case. So it was like, I give up on the football, the D1 football dream for the moment, and then went here, went to Army for the money, don't even lie. I got to play this for football, so man, it's been it's been a, it's been a blessing, man. God's blessed me for sure. Um,
0: yeah, I
1: mean, totally. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, man, but EJ Perry, man, I'm on the, I'm on the train. I, I didn't. I had to look at what you were saying for a little bit on Twitter, man. I was
0: like, yeah, <laughs> he's not what he's talking about. Hey, I'm glad to hear that, too, because I fired off some like some hot takes that like ended up, um, you know, kind of landing, too. And we'll talk about this a little bit more because it's sort of like a butterfly effect like Anthony Brown. I'm an Anthony Brown fan. Saw so him at the Hula Bowl. Um, he threw an interception, and, I, and I, I turned to my friend jokingly said, "Anthony Brown moment." But I'm, I mean, otherwise, I'm an Anthony Brown fan. Um, I said, I said he reminds me of Tyler Hudley, like very similar scheme. Well, not I guess very similar schemes, but like very similar stats, like very similar offensive outlooks at Oregon, where he was like a game manager, wasn't asked to do much. And look, who signed him? The Ravens signed Anthony Brown. So like, I like to think I know myself. I'm not Mel Kuyper. I'm not Todd McShay. But like, you know, I mean, I, I. I I, I, kind of, I think I know my stuff. but um and then know, yeah, e j. Perry uh, signed well, first he had a verbal agreement with the Eagles, but then the Eagles signed Carson Strong, who like, honestly, I thought I was surprised he wasn't drafted because he yeah. honestly looks a part of the NFL quarterback, but I mean, it just shows that the NFL is going toward, I mean, going away from those guys that are kind of like statuesque in the pocket, honestly, um because you look at Carson Strong undrafted, you know, great size, but just like bad mobility, had a knee injury in college. Uh, you look yeah. at like the other guy and one of the other shine bowl quarterbacks, Jack Cohn, um, who like, I liken to Joe Montana, a pocket passer, but like uh, he was undrafted too. I mean, like I, I don't know how you feel about Jack Cohn, but it just shows like the NFL shifting away from like those statue, like pocket passers. Yeah. I mean, Carson Strong was, to me, it was a lot stronger
1: pick than Jack Cohn. Like I, I watched a lot of Jack Cohn's game, but, but yeah, it was very interesting Carson Strong. And now that, uh, and I didn't think there was no way they are going to take both EJ and Carson. So I'm glad that he's with the Jags right now. But, and honestly, I think it's a better fit because looking at the depth chart, I mean, they have Trevor Lawrence, of course. But, like, I think it's Jake Luton and um, CJ Beathard as the other guys on that on that uh, depth chart. And I think he's he easily got Jake, Jake Luton. I don't think he's that great. CJ Beathard had a couple of good games with the 49ers. But I think he has a better shot there. For sure. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. I mean, like, so, yeah, look at the roster. Like, uh, me being a Niners fan, like, yeah, I know about C.J. Bethard, like, for sure. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. He was actually cooking in 2020. Um, looking at the stats, I remember, like, the, the game, like, the day after Christmas against the Cardinals where he threw three touchdown passes, and I think that was a game that kind of, like, knocked the Cardinals out of the playoffs. Like, not the elimination game against the Rams, but, like, that was a game the Cardinals should have won, and they probably would not have been in that situation the following week against the Rams where – They ended up losing to John Wolford, but you know, it's a, a different topic for another time, but yeah. Like um, yeah. Beth is a solid backup. So I don't think Perry would beat him up, but like looking at Jake Luton too, it's like, and it's interesting looking at the discussion, like, I guess earlier about like statue quarterbacks where Perry can just do more things, honestly, athletically than Jake Luton. That's like, not a, that's no disrespect to Jake Luton, but he's a pocket passer. I mean, you just look at the stats, like um, you look at the non sack yards, like EJ Perry had 996 non sack rushing yards in 2019 uh, 572 in, in 2021, Jake Luton had 154 non sack rushing yards in three years at Oregon state. So it's like, I mean, and he's also had like an extended, like kind of like trial, I guess, period as a quarterback, you know, uh, where he had three starts in 2020, two touchdowns, six interceptions. And like there's quarterbacks with like good small sample sizes. Um, I want to say, I want to say PJ Walker so bad as an XFL fan, but the stats don't favor him because he's got two touchdowns and eight picks, but he's 2 0 as a starter. I'm not going to say PJ Walker, but like guys like, I mean, yeah, like John Wolford, Garrett Gilbert have like good sample sizes, like small sample size. Like Jake Luton like, isn't really that guy, but you can't really blame him because like the Jaguars didn't really have many weapons in 2020. But I mean, what do you yeah. think the chances are of EJ Perry beating out Jake Luton for that third spot? Pretty high. I'll, I'll be
1: honest with you. I didn't, I think EJ Perry got like most athletic quarterback, right? Or, like the combine or something, like oh,
0: he shoot, had some athletic,
1: he had some high esteemed like athletic award or something, but so yeah, he's I'm he's actually pretty up. athletic, um, but also like that was always that like Ivy League, you know, like oh there he's got you got a smart guy then, like to some extent that's like overwashed, but like to some extent it also is like is kind of on the money because. Those guys, like I'm friends with um, the Harvard quarterback currently, Charlie Dean. Like they don't have the time where it's like you know, like other schools where it's just like eat, sleep, football. Like, like it's kind of like a like a quarterback in army as well. Like I, I, I would if it was me, man, eat, sleep, football. But <laughs> they got so much on your mind, and now that this guy's got all his time freed up, like he's got the physical capabilities. It's just about like putting the experience and together and yeah. so i think he has that ability and i don't it's like jake lutton doesn't have much going for him but i no disrespect for the guy also i don't really care because he's not on the show like i if he ever met like mentioned it to me like oh bro i heard you dissing, dissing me on that podcast i'd be like hey man like it's true bro like <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, shoot, shoot, like, I mean, Jackson, I, we try not to like directly like diss players. We I mean, like we'll mention like strengths and weaknesses, but like, it's all it's all due respect. But I mean, hey, it adds spice to the podcast. Like, I'm trying to go after like the the Pat McAfee type type of podcast hey, now.
1: Yeah. I'm hey, yo, I'm not. <laughs> I like Jackson. I'm Mikel, man. I I could say I could direct it, bro. And then he'll be like, "Oh, I saw you throw two picks in the CSFL Super Football Championship game." I'd be like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, okay. I mean, hey, if, if, he, if he watches the tape and, co- and comes back with that smoke, then I mean, I got to put more credit to him because he does his research, you know, he's a, he's an instigator. So, um, you know, just a level one menace. But uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, talking about EJ Perry's like athleticism too. Like, I mean, I feel like there should be like a spot on the bingo card because I made a, a hardware podcast bingo card. And one of the spots I guess I should have made was where I referenced the 2021 Yale Brown game where EJ Perry had like 280 passing yards, 84 rushing yards on six carries and a sixty eight yard touchdown catch. Like for me, that's like that's what the game is like. You look at that stat line, like how can you not think this guy is like a dog? Like he's got that he's got that dog in him, you know. I mean, I know the combine doesn't measure dog in in, in all the players, but it's like he's got the dog in him. But um, I mean I think it's interesting too. You mentioned the athleticism. Like you look at who um who started for you look at I guess yeah who EJ Perry was behind in at Boston College, Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown gets hurt in 2018 against Trevor Lawrence. It's kind of weird how the world works out, like where you know this game where I guess Boston College comes in at seven at seven and three, they um, control their own destiny in the ACC Atlantic Saturday Night Football. You know Kirk Herbstreit's there and everything, and uh, I mean EJ Perry's thrown in the fire. I mean, ultimately does not perform well because that offense was centered around AJ Dillon. But it makes you kind of wonder, yeah. like EJ Perry showed out in that game. Uh, would Anthony Brown transfer earlier? It's it's just an interesting thought, like in terms of like he's got he's got it just being being in Steve Osio's system, like being recruited that system. Like he was asked to be athletic. I'm not really sure about the uh, the Brown system. Like I mean. In terms of comparison, like how like how athletic you have to be, but looking at the stats, like they probably asked him to do a lot, and like I mean, he looked like he ran for his life too. Looking at the uh, the net rushing yards compared to uh, to non sack rushing yards, so I I think that's a good point about athleticism, honestly. Yeah, so
1: I just sent you the next gen stats. Like he was first, and then they I mean, I have there's like no score. This is some random like scale, but he's at 89, which is like right below elite athlete uh, according to this NGS thing. And then Desmond Ritter second, Kenny Pickett, Jack Cohn is fourth at like, EJ Perry's at eighty nine, Jack Cohn's at sixty nine. Um, also, speaking of other quarterbacks, I think Desmond Ritter will be hot take. Desmond Ritter will be a better quarterback than uh, Kenny Pickett. I, don't, I was never really I loved his fake slide, and if it didn't get banned, I was gonna pull it in a CSFL game. But yeah,
0: I just I don't see how that works. <laughs> Yeah, so I was uh, I was at the I was at the ACC title game. It was only like two oh yeah, it was only like a two and a half hour drive um, from Augusta, Georgia to Charlotte, and I saw that live and like I, I freaked out. Like it, it's honestly like one of my it's like it's like that play has immaculate vibes because. Everything going into that game was like, oh man, this game's gonna be so electric. Like you got Sam Hartman versus Kenny Pickett. Like there's gonna be a million points scored, and like that that touchdown was scored early. And it's like, okay, like here we go. So I mean, I, I love Kenny Pickett for that reason. I also think Kenny Pickett was the safest pick in terms of in terms of uh, experience, like because everyone remembers, I, I guess, like 2017 Black Friday against Miami. Like I feel like everyone remembers that game as his coming out party. And like Kenny Pickett's yeah. just been around for a while in that pit offense, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, Desmond Ritter, I think is is a winner. Is a for sure weird. Like, he's proven it. Uh, I also think he should, like, pump the brakes a little bit, too, because I'm not sure if you saw the quote about him going into demon time. Like, um, hey, man, like <laughs> let's relax. But, yeah, I mean, I like Ritter, too, but I think accuracy was a concern for him, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure accuracy was a concern for him.
1: Yeah. Um, I I would have to do more more research to find about that. I did like him in college. Every time I watched him, it was pretty good. Um I would say actually, I've I've missed on. I guess we're just talking our quarterbacks, man. I easily I think the number one quarterback in the draft was Malik Willis, and I'm surprised he slid that far. Like they, I felt bad for the dude. They hyped him up so much to think that to the point where he was like in the green room on draft day, and um, I think he is easily, I think number one in this class. Looking back on it, years past. What do you think about that?
0: No, I mean, yeah, I I agree. Like I've been a huge Malik Willis fan for the excitement value, the entertainment value, especially that 2020 season when like. It seemed like every single Cinderella, which like this, speaking of the 2020 season, like it's an interesting discussion to be had with like Grayson McCall, like another guy where you ask like, is it the system that makes him good or is he like actually a great quarterback? So that's something to watch out for next year's draft with like Grayson McCall. But I mean, yeah, I'm surprised he slid that far, especially with the way that that the NFL is going towards. Um... And for that matter, I'm surprised Sam Howell slid that far, too, because Sam Howell, like, he was putting up, like, stat combinations that, like, only Lamar Jackson put up and Deshaun Watson put up, like, in ACC history. So it's like, you know, I think the commanders got a steal, honestly. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I just didn't. I think, I think everyone's waiting for next year's quarterback class, like, to draft someone like, especially the Lions. You know, they're waiting for C.J. Stratton, Bryce Young. Uh, who can blame him? Like, and I guess um, one last quarterback that – I'm surprised it wasn't really drafted. Not, it's not drafted, but, I, like, it's, he's been quiet in terms of signing. Like, looking at the graphic semi, like, Dustin Crum. I was a huge Dustin Crumb fan, like, the past couple of years. Like, I'm surprised, you know, he, no one took a chance on, on him because just an electric player, great runner. His delivery is kind of wonky. But, I mean, why not take a chance on a, like, for, on a free agent contract on him? Uh, where's he going? Casey? I don't even know if anyone signed him.
1: Uh, it says Kansas City, but I, I, I've probably seen one game, so I I can't really talk about him. Be honest
0: with you, yeah, I saw him hey. and say it in uh, a bowl game. What was I, it? The uh, you talk, talking about the potato bowl or the Frisco bowl? Because the Frisco bowl, he like outplayed Jordan Love, and yeah, everyone's saying one. yeah, they like that one. Yeah, everyone's saying like the new um, like he was like the new like Josh Allen in terms like he wasn't as big, but just like same mechanics. But honestly, like the Chiefs system, like. It, it definitely fits and like it's a wide open system like Kent State. I would be excited to see him play like in the preseason, honestly. Um, sauce it up in that in that in Andy Reid system. But um yeah, like that's one guy that I was surprised for. I mean, Kent State's not exactly a quarterback factory. Like heck, Josh Cribs is probably the best Josh Cribs and Julian M were probably the best quarterbacks to ever come out of Kent State and they played receiver in the NFL. So Yeah. yeah. Um, I like Josh Cribs.
1: I, I think, yeah, honestly, um, as a quarterback, you know, as a sport football quarterback, but I mean, I've had some experience. Like, the system that you go into makes a huge difference. Like, it's a lot more than the, the intangibles. Like, a good system or a bad system can kind of ruin a quarterback. And and you can see these guys that, like, people say, oh, he's a system quarterback, and I'd say most people are. Like, there's mer- there's barely any guys that can just go, like, play in any any role, any system. Like, they all have like, like, what they're comfortable with. For me, it was like I'm a huge – I've played spread my entire life in high school and sprint and at camps and stuff, like a shotgun sprint, uh, spread-based offense. And if they were going to try to put me on the big team where I was doing the triple option, I'm dead. Like, nah, we ain't going that far. <laughs> but I see, like, for example, I think Baker Mayfield in the Browns system was just – they kind of ruined him. Like, he, he went from this, like, run-and-gun type of – Offensive in college, and into this like, like Nick Chubb based like let me p- play action pass and like I I didn't I didn't think it was a good system for him at all. And I don't know if it's going to be a good system for Sean Watson as, as well either. But I think the Sean a better quarterback. So I think that's my another hot take. I think most quarterbacks, are systems quarterback, it's just like you got to find the one that fits you.
0: I agree. I mean, honestly, like if you look at. I mean, Oklahoma system, I mean, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, I and mean, Kyler Murray, like, was put in a very similar system with Cliff Kingsbury in, you know, on the Cardinals. Um, and then Jalen Hurts, too. Like, the books, the jury's still out on Jalen Hurts, whether, like, he like, the Oklahoma system, like, made him great. But um, that, that's very true, honestly. Like, I mean, there's still that kind of, like, disconnect with, like, I guess the running gun and pro concepts. Even though the spread's slowly coming, like, those running gun concepts aren't exactly coming, too. And, like, you know, to take it one step further... One of my favorite quarterbacks the past few years, uh, Cole McDonald, you know, nowhere to be seen in the NFL. He's playing the CFL, which like more wide open passing game, um, but just really has struggled to catch on because like the run and shoot kind of does that. The quarterbacks like they make them look great. But, you know, the pros, you know, where are they? You know, and even then, PJ Walker, June Jones was his, was his coach and offensive coordinator, um, you know, hasn't had the best transition, even though he's 2-0 as a starter i always mention that. 2-0 is a starter. P.J. Walker. X's Bell Goat. Um, but, yeah, no, that's a good point you make. So, like, we'll, we'll see with, like, all these quarterbacks, too. I mean, I think the biggest system quarterback in this draft may have been Sam Howell with how wide open that Carolina system was and all the weapons they had. But I think he'll translate well, honestly, in the pros. But we'll see. Even though, like, that, even though the pro comparison for Sam Howell was Baker Mayfield, they even look like each other. So, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. He's got that build.
1: He does. That's cool. That's cool, man. Uh yeah. Uh,
0: what else are we gonna talk about? You Honestly, that's all I have on the docket. Just like quarterbacks. I mean, there were like a ton of <clears throat> excuse, me, there are like a ton of quarterbacks too. Like uh I'm trying to think of like the All-Star games that I watched. Like uh I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Aquil Glass with Jackson a bit since he's a Buccaneer fan. He can like grasp that situation a lot better since he's a Bucks fan. Um in terms of, like quarterbacks I liked in the draft and like watching all stars, like I like Cole Kelly a lot um i think cole kelly's got a lot of potential it's like great size looking like josh he looked like josh allen during the uh the all-star circuit who else honestly that's all that's all i got in terms of quarterbacks unless you have anyone else you want to talk about yeah i think we hit it
1: you've been watching the um the uh uss usfo
0: like what's your oh, you're darn right i have i mean so in terms of like that league guys are standing out for me I like I like Mark Thompson a lot for uh the Gamblers. Been running the ball well. Like very very weird build for a running back. He's very lanky but been running it well in terms of quarterbacks. I'll never give up my guy Luis Perez. I mean Luis Perez like even though like Luis I Perez. see yeah, like, I like – I mean, his story is so great. It's like the guy decided randomly, like, I'm going to play football in, in junior college and ends up being a D2 national champion and player of the year. Like, he's an alpha. He He's a, he's a sigma male, man, you know? Um, but, I mean, the thing is, like, the arm, like his arm is a weakness. But, like, he's – I mean, he's so smart. He doesn't make many mistakes. Like, generally, he just doesn't make many mistakes. So, uh, I'm in formation for the generals, you know, like, especially my guy Luis Perez. But the quarterback play has been pretty solid with the exception of – honestly the maulers at times and i think um i think jordan tayamu's lost his shine from other uh, from being on the battle logs from the xfl but that's just my take on all the quarterbacks yeah
1: i mean i have i honestly i don't really follow the usfl xfl like i watch the highlights like i'm tampa bay uh bandits fan or whatever but it's like you got to get if it, if it lasts a little bit long then i can invest like i'm not gonna invest in a team that's gonna be like all right usfl is closed after uh seven-game season, like, I don't know, man, but, I mean, I'm, like, got to rep it, like, I'm a big fan of alternate leagues, man, I got that CSFL, bro, big CSFL guy, and, uh, you know, my journey's, my journey is gonna, it's gonna be, like, Louis Perez, man, it's, like, gonna uh, finish out my CSFL, I got that one extra year of COVID eligibility, I'm gonna somehow transfer out, get, like, a, a, a grad scholarship, play, like, D1, like, sit the bench for, a you know, D D1 school. And then like, you know, they need me again. Like I'm going to shine in some, in some D1 game, my fifth year eligibility. And then, you know, I'm in the draft.
0: So it's like, story's not over. Yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, shoot. I, heck, I even got a Luis Perez jersey. I like the story that much. I mean, but Luis Perez, Birmingham iron, but yeah, like honestly the grad, the grad transfer route is like very intriguing too. Cause I know, um, maybe I know Alabama got a punter from air force. that won a national title during the 2020 season. Um, and I know Isaiah Sanders also, the Air Force quarterback, who had 43 carries in a game in 2017, transferred out to Stanford and had a grad transfer here. So it's like, if you can work it, more power to you, man, you know? Yeah, man, let's see.
1: Uh, yeah, I got to – so basically, I don't know, like, if you follow our team or whatever, but I was, I was a backup the entire year. And then it was the, the championship game. I came in the second quarter, and I was like, dude, this is going to be my, like, defining moment of my life. And, like, we're down 3-0. And, you know, I throw a pass. We got bobbled, got picked. I was like, all right, still my time, man. But I scored a touchdown to make it 7-3. And uh, I thought it was, like, I could feel it, man. Like, all the energy of, like, this is, like, my Tom Brady moment. And then they scored a touchdown on the game. But, you yeah,
0: man, sometimes that's how it goes my story will be <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, shoot, you know, I'll be rooting for you all along. I mean, for sure. But um yeah, I mean, if you don't have anything else, Dad, do you? Uh, you have any closing? Any closing thoughts? Uh, no, man. Happy Mother's Day to your to your mom. Uh, yeah, same I'll to yours
1: uh, Yeah, it's good so talking to guess... you, bro. I'm a huge football nerd too, so just like, if you got any highlights, you always hit me up and stuff. Uh, I'll definitely. Yeah, I'll be, sure. I've been listening. And looking at any Twitter, it's, it's interesting, bro. Good luck in uh, Army career and, you know, NTC and all the stuff you got going on.
0: So yeah, yeah. Fun. Good luck to you, you know, at the Academy. Uh, thanks for listening still. And, like, well, we'll definitely have you on our list of guys that we want to have return, you know, just like have a conversation with us. So, yeah. And until next time, everyone, um, it's been fun. First one in a while. But until next time, peace, love, and soul, everyone.